In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Paying It Forward. Today, I'm really excited to introduce you to Kathleen King, who is the owner and baker at Tate's Bake Shop in Southampton, New York, where she was born. She first began selling her chocolate chip cookies at her father's North Sea Farms, farm stand, and then went on to open her successful shop in 1980 when she was just 20 years old. Trust me, once you've tried Kate's chocolate chip cookies, there's no going back. Seriously, I've woken up in the morning thinking about those delicious chocolate chip cookies. So these thin, crispy, caramel-tasting treats are the signature product of Tate's Bake Shop. Kathleen is selling her convections in 40 states to the tune of, well, let's just say she's in the multi-million dollar annual revenue range. She's the author of two amazing cookbooks, Tate's Bake Shop Cookbook, and um, her previous book was actually Kathleen's Bake Shop Cookbook. So I can't wait to uh, hear lots of things that Kathleen has to tell us about her cookbooks and her business. With that, I'd like to introduce you to Kathleen King. Welcome, Kathleen, and thank you for being on my show. Oh, thank you, Josephine, for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, Kathleen, I... When I had called you to do the interview, I had told you I was probably one of your first customers. And I'm not kidding when I say once you taste one of your chocolate chip cookies, you're done for the rest of your life because they really are amazing. Thank you. But um, Kathleen, so you have just grown tremendously. I mean, sometimes people think that businesses just happen overnight, but they really don't. It takes a lot of hard work. And um, you just have such an amazing story. And I know that my listeners are going to learn so much from you today. So I'd love for you to tell us, how did you get started? What made you turn, you know, uh, what made you just start baking chocolate chip cookies? Well, I started baking and selling chocolate chip cookies at my dad's farm stand when I was 11 years old. My sister and her friend used to bake cookies and sell them at the stand. And when they turned 14, they wanted to go get a real job and work in an ice cream (laughs) parlor because boys were there. And so I was the youngest, so my father told me, okay, Kathleen, you need to start baking cookies now because you need to buy your own clothes for school. So I was like, okay. And so I started baking and selling them. And um, 
as, as time went on, I was baking and selling a lot of them. And by the time I got into high school, I was baking, you know, 10 or 12 hours a day in the summertime. Wow. And just as soon as I would bake them, they'd be selling. And, and I was working in my mom's kitchen, and I even saved enough money to put myself through college. Wow. And I, I'd always wanted to be a veterinarian, actually, when I was in high school. But um, I realized that science could really get the best of me. Uh, so I, I probably oh, wasn't so destined funny. to go down that path. So uh-huh. uh, I said, well, I have something going on here with the cookies, and I, and I like this. So I think, um, I'll, you know, I'll go into food. That's and amazing. And that's how I ended up baking and selling cookies. And then when I graduated college, uh, I went to a two-year SUNY college in New York, Cobleskill. And okay. when I graduated... I came back to the farm to make cookies again in the summer because that was the, the best way I knew how to make money until I decided what to do next. Okay. And my mom had said there was a fully equipped bakery for rent in the village. Mm-hmm. So I took it. Oh, that's great. Isn't it funny how just something simple like that, the coincidence that there was a bakery sitting there waiting for you when you got home from college... It's funny how things like that, you know, mean so much in life later on. That oh, I've, I've had several yeah. so-called coincidences. Um, and this one, uh, not only uh, was this my first break, was not only was the fully equipped bake, the bake well, not only was the bakery for rent, it was fully equipped. Wow. So, I mean, so at 20 years old, when I went into business, I didn't have to go around and think about renovating and buying equipment and what I might need. I just made do with what, what they had in there, which was certainly enough to get me started. Yeah, see, Kathleen, my husband, Chris, is actually, that's what he does for a living. He um, builds restaurants, bake shops, all of that stuff from scratch. So I know how much one piece, one huge commercial mixer can be thousands of dollars. So it's amazing to me that you just had to, it was turnkey for you. You walked in, you paid your rent, and you didn't have to worry about investing a ton of money right up front. And Exactly. I started, my business on, I started my business on $5,000. And when I went into the business and I had to buy some ingredients, it's an interesting story, um, I needed another $5,000, which I didn't have. Uh-huh. And my family uh, didn't have any extra money or anything like that. And so, mm-hmm. hence the fact that I was buying my school clothes at 11. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, and I was scrambling trying to figure out how I can get all these chocolate chips in and pay the bill, you know, because I had to order a certain amount. And there was a woman in town uh, named Rose DeRose that my father had helped throughout the year. She had a small little chicken farm. Uh-huh. And she had passed on. And in her will, she had left my father and my uncle that lived on the farm that my father took care of, each $5,000. Oh, that's amazing. And Not there I was. $5,010, <laughs> just $5,000. Right, exactly. <laughs> so there, um, I had it, and uh, off I went. Oh, that's great. That's great. So that's how you really just got started. And then, so what happened, like, so you got the bake shop that summer. Did you just decide after you finished your college that you were just going to do that full time? Like, what was that turning point? What made you just say, okay, this is it. This is my love, and this is what I'm going to give 100% of my time to? 
Well, I don't know if it was exactly like that. I, I just remember I was going through the summer making cookies, and I didn't really have a future plan. I was 20 years old, and um, my mom had said, you know, okay, you know, you can't make the cookies here anymore after this. You know, she she was always a big pusher of independence. <laughs> That's so, so that was funny. a way of saying, you know, you've got to go and do something. Right. So when she told me about the bakery, I said, okay. So then I was just like, okay. I was always just very kind of, all right, well, I need a job, and it's there. And I didn't put a tremendous amount of thought into it other than I needed a job, and this is what I can do. And my goal was to be able to, you know, rent an apartment and get a car. And so I was like, okay. So I just took the the rent. I mean, it was like from a year-to-year, two-year lease. It wasn't a long commitment. Right. And uh, so after three years in that, in that particular location, and I did expand at that location, my mom again says, you know, there's um, a building for sale up the road. And I was like, oh, Ma, I'm going to buy something? And <laughs> she was like, well, it doesn't hurt to go check. So I was like, okay. You know, so I call up, and now I'm 23 years old. I call up, beautiful building down the road, up for sale. And mm-hmm. another, you know... Lo and behold, coincidence, the gentleman that was selling the building was selling the building and was willing to hold the mortgage, which is really the only way I got it because of going through all the bank stuff. I, would, I didn't have enough credit or anything sure. to be able to buy the building. So this guy sells me the building, and what's he got to lose? If I default, he's got the down payment and this and that, and he just goes on and puts it up back up for sale. But... Uh, and I moved, three years later, I moved in at 23 at my, my own building that I purchased in Southampton. Um, and again, I said, I have to double my business in order to make it work. Mm-hmm. And my business plan was, okay, I can do that. And That's amazing. So, That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to me that you have the confidence. But Kathleen, so I have something funny to tell you. So I was actually one of 11 children, which is kind of unheard of. And yeah. My mom was very young, and uh, my dad was a super, super hard worker. But just for the record, I want you to know, I also paid for my um, high school uniform or a school, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because I, I think of that so often, of how important that was that it's who we are today. I think those little pushes that we kind of had no choice about, I mean, my parents just uh, appreciated the fact that I was a hard worker since I was young. And I can see the same thing with you. And it, it brings a smile to my face when you tell me the story about your mom, how it seems like your mom had a unique way of kind of pushing you in the right direction and a gentle way of doing it. And I just, I just love that because I, I credit my success. You know, it's my parents that made me who I am today. And I just see a little similarity there. And I'm just so happy. It's a wholesome story, and uh, it's just so great. Oh, thank you. I agree with you 100%. I, I credit my parents for everything. I mean, growing up, it wasn't hard. It wasn't easy. I mean, we worked for everything. We had nothing extra. We mm-hmm. had great family value. And I, I you know, I feel sad for people that, um, like, have it too easy when they're young and have everything giving to them because it really does set the foundation of strength and, and confidence Um, to move forward in whatever you choose to do. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, Kathleen, I just think times are so different today. And, um, well, maybe not so different. With the recession, I think a lot of people are probably feeling it. 
And there's a lot more stress involved in the day-to-day. But my parents, that was a normal life for my parents where they lived paycheck to paycheck. And um, they made the best of it. And they, they did a good job as far as all my brothers and sisters go. So I agree with you. Well, they had a whole workforce. <laughs> you know, Kathleen, it's funny because that's exactly what my mother said. My mother always said, if you're just one, you're a single person. If you get together, you, you're an army and you can, you know, make such an impact on everybody. Absolutely. So, so it's just, it's great. But we have so much to talk about and I can't wait to hear, you know, like all of the lessons that you have to teach everybody. And, um, We're going to take a short break really soon, and um, I can't wait to talk about, you know, how you got so many fans and what everybody has to say about your cookies and your business, and uh, you were even recently um, interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, which to me is just a great, great sign of success. So we'll be back soon. Thanks, Kevin. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life and she'll share that in every show. Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central starting November 4th on toginet.com. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official Classic Hits Countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. Today, my guest is Kathleen King from Tate's Bakery. And uh, Kathleen was just telling us the history on how she started her whole um, concept of... um, how she went from just making simple chocolate chip cookies and she's turned it into a multi-million dollar business. So Kathleen, um, my question to you is, 
Are you surprised at how many fans you have that it's so funny? It's almost like you're just a common name, at least here on Long Island where I live. So many people, you know, I was telling everybody that I was going to interview you and I was so excited about it. And everybody said, of course, we know Tate's Bakery. We love her cookies. So (laughs) you're like a celebrity, Kathleen. I'm sure you know that already, but are you surprised? It it, 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 it does surprise me. you know, I I just, you know, do my job and I do the best I can and, and it's quite overwhelming sometimes um, how many people know of the product, how many people truly love the product and get so excited about the product and get so excited about meeting me. And and it's always like kind of, you know, it's a little overwhelming and, and, and um, you know, I have tremendous gratitude uh, for that and it's been an amazing experience. I, I think it's just great. And, you know, it's funny because when I look at all of your photographs, I just can't believe how you stay so thin. When you all, <laughs> anytime I walk into your bakery, I just take one whiff and it, it's just such a warm, great feeling. I feel like I, I gain weight just walking in, smelling all that beautiful aroma, you know? <laughs> it's just it's such a good feeling. Honestly, you know, I remember going to grammar school and coming home and my mom would have the, the baked goods waiting for us in, um, in the oven. And it just brings back such great, great memories. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're all about. I mean, all the products we make, you know, they're not innovative. We make, you know, classic home style American baked goods. And my whole thing is about bringing people back to that, that time or that place where, you know, that memory of home and, and uh, in the kitchen and whether it's the smell or whether it's the, the, the taste or whether it's the store. It's like I always tell my, my staff, you know, so when people come into the store, sometimes you're the first part of their day. You know, they want to feel welcome. They want to feel happy. We're in the happy business. And um, all the products that we develop even though they're just classic Americana, I, my goal is always when I create something, I want it to be the best one you ever had. You're amazing. Well, I have to tell you, Kathleen, and I'm, I'm being really, really serious. You totally nailed that. If that's what you were trying to accomplish, you accomplished it. So <laughs> congratulations <Thank> you. <laughs> on that. So I'm curious, Kathleen, how do you go about marketing your business? Well, you know, the first in the beginning, it's, you know, one step in front of the other. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, being out in Southampton, I said, has to have, ha- has its benefits because you never know who you're selling to and, and who you're speaking yeah. to. So That's I've been so very funny. lucky in the early days with getting great PR that was for free. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Florence Fabricant putting me in the New York Times in my first month in business. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, a half page in the New York Times, and at that time, at that time, I was like, "What? You know, I I didn't know even know really what the New York Times was. I mean, I knew what it was. I never read it. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I just hope were that's like, hanging oh, up in ready. the big shop right now, Kathleen, framed and hanging up. I know. So, so that was very exciting. And then I, of course, after the article came out, I realized uh, with the, the uh, power of the New York Times, and uh, we had lined the door, and wow. you know, a lot of other. Um, Magazines and newspapers over the years have uh, followed me, which has been a, a blessing and help. And I was, and then I started wholesaling because I would, I would, you know, Southampton is, is still a seasonal resort area, though it's 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 
much more second homeowners now, but back then it was really desperate out here in the winter as far as being in business. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started my wholesale business. I I decided, you know, getting summer help every year was way too challenging. Um, It was my busiest time of year, and and my staff was always new, and it was tough. So Mm -hmm. I decided to do a wholesale business by going around to the farm stands and and selling cookies and pies. And I I went into the city even uh, when I was, like, 20 three or 22 even, and uh, mm-hmm. actually before I bought this building, and I would just bring a shopping bag full of my cookies, and I remember um, going to Balducci's and just walking in and being like, hi, you know, I'm, I have some cookies to sell, and they were like, yeah, yeah, let's see them, or I'm like, okay, these are great, you know, bring me 100 packages next week, and I would be like, oh my God, you know, and I mean, that's how I did it, I mean, I had no, you know, as far as the city was concerned, I had no experience in the city, so I didn't really know like what store was super great. I just would like start walking in stores with my literally with a, a, just a shopping bag full of cookies. And oh, just, amazing. And, and not make no appointments, nothing. Hi, selling cookies. <laughs> oh, that's great. Kathleen. And that's how I, I started you. my wholesale business. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story because you're such an inspiration. It makes people realize out there you know, I just had a conversation this morning about business, and uh, some people just overthink things. You know, it's it doesn't have to, you can't oversimplify things, but the truth of the matter is, you did exactly what the textbooks say you're supposed to do. You have to go out there and get your product out there, and that's exactly what you were doing in your own little way with your shopping bag. Yes. I mean, I've always been lucky. I mean, trust me, I don't overthink too many things. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've always been lucky about, uh, of, I've ne- never had a lot of fear. So I was always yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to try that. Because I always put myself in, what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, right. so when I was 20 years old, what was the worst thing that can happen? I already lived at home. I had no right. kids. I had no family. I had no debt. I had nothing. So I was like, yeah, okay, so, you, so I yeah, failed. I'm sorry. You were also too young to really understand the fear, I think. <laughs> well, that, that is true, too. I said that the uh, naivety was a blessing because yeah. I didn't know what to fear. And I have to say, um, as I did get bro in business, um, I did start to establish more reservation. Um, but then I had another big whammy in my business, which then wiped away having fear again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great, Kathleen. I am just, I'm just so, I'm so happy that I had you today because I just feel like, um, once again, you're just such a great inspiration. So, um, so Kathleen, then you first got in, you, how did you get your wholesale business really ramped up to the level that it is today? Uh, well, did, that's did how I hire? started, by, by just going around and um, selling the cookies. And then, then we, uh, and I started having my own vans and making deliveries. And then we, when we, what we then did was we started getting distributors. Oh, okay. That's what and I then, thought. That's great. And, and then in, to go into different areas, we would, we go into different areas. We locate stores. We find distributors that those stores use that they like using. We hook up with them. And then we ship out to the distributors, and then they start to sell the cookies. And we... We basically sell to, you know, upscale gourmet shops, gift basket companies, um, Whole Foods, stores like that. So we hook up with distributors that hopefully don't have a tremendous amount of SKUs, 
and mm-hmm. they can spend some attention to our product and and their marketing uh, is to those type of stores because we don't we don't want our product in, in saturate into every single type of store. Oh, that's great. But Kathleen, if there is somebody listening today who's a gourmet, you know, a gourmet store out there that would be interested in possibly carrying your products, who would they call? How would they contact you? How does that work? Well, they could call my wholesale division um, in East Mauritius. That's the building that um, three years ago I purchased a school and uh, renovated it into a 15,000-square-foot kitchen, which we're now adding another 9,000 square feet to. Um, oh, so my wholesale division runs that, plus my web store. Um, mm-hmm. All our information is on our web store, and we have a, uh, great products on there, which is uh, www.tatesbakeshop.com. Mm-hmm. And then they can also call the bake shop um, in East Mauritius at 631 680 I'm sorry, 631-780-6511. And okay, that's can, great. I'm sorry, go ahead, Kathleen. And then they can, we either uh, ship stores directly or if we have a distributor in that area, we will give you the name and, and phone number of that distributor so you can buy from them directly. Okay, that's great. So now if there's listeners out there who just would like to try your cookies and buy a package or whatever, they can just do that right on your website, right? That's correct. Okay, that's great. And then um, I'm also interested in learning more about the books that you've just re- recently wrote. Right? Yeah. It's kind, kind of recent, right? You just came out with the second one? Yes. Well, the first one was Kathleen's Bake Shop um, because that was the name of my, my company in the beginning. And then that was a whole big, long drama that uh-huh. uh, ended uh, with a bad move on my part, but ended. And then I started Tate's Bake Shop. Um, Nine years ago, and I started did a, a second book, Tate's Bake Shop Cookbook, and mm-hmm. that is um, it's a it's a it's a go to kind of book where you pull it off the shelf. You need you need to make muffins. You need to make brownies for the kids. Whatever you pull it off, you make it. They the recipes work. They're really good. They're quick. The, the directions are very simplified. It it it's not you know the master cookbook. It's the it's the go to cookbook that. Um, you can and and it, and it shows people you know that it, you can make brownies just as fast from scratch as you can from a mix. Wow. So I always I always think why not make them from scratch then? That's amazing. That's great. And uh, what are the really what's like your favorite recipe in your book? Oh well, you know I I'm a big chocolate chip fan. Even after all these years, I love chocolate <laughs> chip cookies. I like chocolate mousse cake, and I love um, apricot ginger. Oh, gosh, that sounds incredible. Now, that's one of your specialties also, isn't it, in the shop? I I know so many people talk about your scones. Yes, we sell all three items in the shop. Well, that's that's great. That's so good. So, Kathleen, we're coming up to a break very shortly, and um, I'm interested in sharing with our listeners some of the challenges you probably have come across in your business. I mean... We've all come up against a brick wall once in a while and trying to figure out how we're going to tear that wall down and not let it stop us and not let it get us discouraged Mm -hmm. is a tough thing to do sometimes. And sometimes we just 
kind of say, what what have I gotten myself into and how am I going to get out of this and how am I going to make the best of it? So <laughs> when we, when, I think we all go through that, right? Oh, yeah, somewhere. And sometimes yeah. several times. <laughs> right. So when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about challenges that Kathleen King from Tate's Bakery has experienced in her business. With more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, right after these on toginet.com. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on toginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer. Inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th, on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, Kathleen King. So, um, Kathleen, we were just going to start talking about some of the challenges that you might have faced during... Um, your business. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had excuse me, uh, several along the way um, from, from one, uh, simple ones as not being able to uh, get the financing from the, from the very early stages to um, various failures along the way of whether I, you know, a packaging, you know, investing in all the packaging and then finding out it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, when I ultimately lost my first bake shop, Kathleen's Bake Shop, after 23 years, uh, that, wow. was, that was my biggest challenge of all. Um, employees can be a, a challenge. You know, when I first went into it, I thought everybody had the same work ethic as I did, and I was a little bit shocked to, to realize that um, they didn't. So learning to manage people is, is a whole other art and craft in itself. But over, over time, you, you start to learn um, how to do all those things and you just keep moving forward. I have noticed with uh, the failures that I've had, um, and they're not even failures. You know, we all do things. We're entrepreneurs and we try different things. And, right. Um, is you just can't get stuck in it, you know. It's, okay, mm-hmm. so it failed. Okay, so what? You know, the next, you know, you move on. You try something else. You do something new. As uh, I have a business manager now and, 
I even uh, taught him one day because he said he was stuck at, well, I wanted to know, you know, why this happened and this and that. And I said, you know what? That was yesterday. Oh, good and for I you. Said, and I said, you know, they, they get it now. We're moving forward. I can't get stuck in the minutia. It, it's over. And yeah. he had like a kind of a bit of a light bulb moment. He was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's I, great. Because it that's... just is the past, and you have to be able to um, just keep moving forward every day and, and, not, and not beat yourself up and get stuck. Because I always look at, I'm, I'm the one out there. I'm the one taking risk. I'm trying. I'm spending the money. I'm doing the new things. And it's going to be, you're bound to have some failures. You know, if you stay safe, you're never going to be a, a successful entrepreneur ever. Sure, you, you just, limit you your success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, but you're so right. And those entrepreneurs, you know what was an amazing light bulb moment for me was when I was talking to a friend recently. He's like super, super successful. He's also an entrepreneur. And he said to me, Josephine, let me tell you, those people out there who have made it will tell you, and they're not shy to tell you, that they had two failed businesses before they got successful with their current business. And it's so true, but that's why they call us entrepreneurs because we don't give up and we give it our best shot and we try to quiet that little voice in our head that tries to bring in the fear. And I think that's the difference. And you're a perfect example of that. Yes, it's true. I mean, after I lost my uh, first business, you know, I, it was quite quite challenging, and, and I was left in a very difficult spot. And, and I had people call me, like complete strangers, and they're like, you know, Kathleen, you don't know who I am, but I just want to let you know I was in a similar situation like you, and now my business is more successful than ever, and blah, 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 and just keep this and do that. And, and, um, and it's true, you know, once I got uh, Tate started and having the experience of my first company. You know, Tate is much more successful than Kathleen's, uh, my first business ever was. Right. Because I am, you know, doing it, you know, anytime you do two things, you know, you can do it again. Makes it, <laughs> makes it a, <laughs> a little, little bit easier. easier. Um, a little in, easier, right. In some ways, because you have, I mean, I was 20 years old when I started, to, you know, Kathleen's Bake Shop, and now... I started uh, Tate's Bake Shop when I was 40. Yeah. So it was a big difference uh, of how to approach things. And I knew what I wanted. I knew what I didn't want. I knew what had already worked, what didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, so it was challenging getting started like any business is. And uh, plus with the uh, difficulties I had to take on from the, losing the first one, um, I overcame all of those and, and Tate's Bake Shop you know, is not only is it much more successful, it is not, um, it's not a big noose around my neck. Not that Kathleen's Bishop was a noose around my neck, but it was very, very challenging. And I worked 18 hours a day, six days a week. And when I was a kid, I used to drive to work going, oh, my God, I just need to hit a tree so I can go rest in a hospital somewhere. <laughs> it was just like I was beyond exhausted. And uh, truly the only reason um, in the early days that I continued with Kathleen's Bake Shop was because I, as my husband tells me, I have pride issues, <laughs> and <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't say that I couldn't do this, that it was too hard. That's so, I just kept, so I just kept doing it, thinking, oh, my God, what have I done? I've just, like, entered this 
world of misery because it was so, it was so hard. I mean, I, I mean, working those kind of hours every single day, right. day after day, and year after year. And so, then Kathleen, I yeah, I think you're so right, but. You know, I recently went to um, an entrepreneur conference, and um, it was with Count Me In. Are you familiar with that organization? No. Count Me In. Nell Morlino um, was the founder, is the founder of it, and she also founded that um, Take My Daughter to Work uh-huh. um, organization. So that's Nell. Anyway, she... She has this wonderful organization, and what she's trying to do is help women get to the million-dollar mark, mark with their business. So it's mm-hmm. amazing. Anyway, at that conference, the biggest thing I took away from it was that the best way to become successful in your business is if you can do what you are really good at. It's to, okay, let me see what the words are. It is working on your business and not working in your business. Exactly. And it seems to me that that was the biggest lesson that you had learned, that working six six days a week, 12 hours a day, was killing you. And it seems to me that you figured out how to get that balance, to hire the right people, to get your business established so that you can work on your business as opposed to in it. Yes, that's absolutely true. I mean, first of all, you know, 12 hours a day would have been a vacation when I was doing 18. <laughs> yeah, you see? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yes, well, so when I started Kate, you know, I knew that I just didn't, I could, didn't want to live like that. And um, I set things up completely different, and I hired a business manager, and we slowly started to build our our staff and our team of people that work for us. And, and, and truly, that's how we have grown to the size that we are because it's, it's definitely not all me and, and any business. It's not all someone. Um, it, it, it's the accumulation of all the efforts of all the people that work for me and bring all the different talents in. Um, I mean, bookkeeping, I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm an amazing right. bookkeeper. I have a great production manager. I have... Uh, wonderful customer service, a retail manager, mm-hmm. and they all do their jobs and we all have meetings and, and uh, get together and, and we work really truly as, as, a, as a team and it's a really amazing, wonderful environment to be in and, and if, if you asked me, you know, 15 years ago, did I ever think this could ever be possible in my life uh, of running a business like this, I would have said no. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's great. And you know, and just to reiterate what you were saying about hiring other people. You know, even as far as a bookkeeper goes, that's what I used to do when I was younger. You know, when I was in college, I used to work full-time as a bookkeeper and go to college at night full-time. And even though I know how to do bookkeeping, it's just one of those things that I'd rather not spend my time doing that. So I recently hired an incredible accountant who I just hand over a nice big fat folder and I say, good luck and have fun. And it's such a great feeling, you know? It, it is, it is uh, a great feeling to do that. I mean, I have a, a, a business manager, which is great for me because then he, I have bookkeepers and accountants and all of that, and then he supervises them. Oh, that's great. So this that's way, because, you know, there are unfortunately some bad apples out there. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. um so it's it's nice that I always feel now all my bases are covered and 
and there's nobody, um, you know, even though I might not know bookkeeping that well, I have mm-hmm. someone on my team that does to be able okay. to oversee the, the person whose work that they're doing. Oh, that's great. Okay, so that sounds really good. So, Kathleen, tell us, what are your long-term plans for the company? Well, the long-term plan is always is to become the best chocolate chip cookie in the whole country, um, mm-hmm. for everybody to know that. <laughs> You're and doing we're, great. <laughs> we're working on that. Um, it's being, it, the cookie is well-received in um, a lot of the different areas. We're doing really well in California and, and uh, the Northeast, and, and we're breaking grounds in all, the, all of the different territories and so that's, that's our goal is to continue to um, market and, and sell our cookies uh, and continue to expand the wholesale business, which the wholesale business is growing every year, which is, which is a wonderful thing, and, uh, and also and grow our website. website. Now, do you have somebody on your team that handles just the website? Uh, yes. You do. Okay, so that's great. And how about social media, Kathleen? Are you into social media at all? Well, I personally am not, but we are this year going to have a Tate's Bake Shop Facebook page and Twitter. Yeah, it's so funny because... It's such an influential uh, marketing tool these days, and that's the market. And, you know, whether it's something that you participate in or not is irrelevant. You have to sometimes learn to separate yourself and mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, this, this, is, this is good. I, I may not participate in Facebook, but lots of people do, and so that's, you know, yeah. where we it's are. Yeah, it's amazing, because even right before I had um, logged, you know, come on to the radio show today, I did send out a Twitter, and um, I... I should say I tweeted about our interview today. And uh, it's just amazing at how many people really do follow follow your tweets. No, it is true. And we're also going to be on the uh, Ina Garten's Barefoot Contessa show on February 6th. Um, I did a a baking segment with her um, that will be aired on February 6th for her baking. For the Barefoot Contessa show. That's the Food Network. The Food Network. Okay, the Food Network. Okay, Mm -hmm. so everybody really around the nation can actually, you know, watch that probably. Yes, it's a national national program. Yeah, okay, so that sounds great. But you must have had a lot of fun with her because you're both in the Hamptons, right? Is she still in the Hamptons? Yes, she is. She's fabulous. I've known Ina for years. Um, I used to sell uh, cookies and lemon bars and Pecan Squares to her Barefoot Contessa store in East Hampton way back right. when. <laughs> it's so funny, Kathleen, because, you know, I used to have a house out there, and I used to go into her store, and I would see you all over. So it's amazing that you guys did great, you know. So here it comes. So here comes our music. So, Kathleen, we're going to take a quick break, and then our final segment of the show We'll be talking about, you know, lessons that we want to pay forward today. Okay. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Okay. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the frugalitarian is here to show you how. 
Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly. Showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it at no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Colwell and Corey Colwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the green with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online too at celebrategreen.net and greenhalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to celebrate green. The radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Hi, everyone. It's Josephine again. Um, before we get started with our last segment of the show today, I just wanted to let our listeners know that next week I'm actually having Kathleen, no, Catherine Ryan Hyde who was the um, author, she's a pretty famous author, she wrote the book Pay It Forward, which is what the movie was based on, and um, very excited about that interview, so I just wanted my listeners to know that. And I am thrilled to have Kathleen King from Tate's Bakery on our show today. Kathleen, you've really helped us with, um, I loved your story, and I, I'm sure my listeners did also. So um, here we go with our lessons learned and um, my question to you is, what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs just starting out? Well, um, my, my biggest advice is, and what I have learned by running two different businesses, uh, is to take the emotion out of it. Ah, that's the, a great one. It's, um, and it doesn't mean to not be passionate. You know, you can, you can be passionate and you can be fair and you can love what you do, but you don't have to be emotional. When you take the emotion out, everything is very clear. And when everything is clear, it's much easier to make decisions and to do the business that you need to do and, and accomplish. And that's, that's, that's my biggest advice, and that's the biggest thing that I learned because Kathleen's Bake Shop was my baby, Aww. and Tate's Bake Shop is a business. Oh, wow. 
I'm so curious to know what happened to Kathleen's Bake Shop. Can we talk that's about a, that? That's a whole other radio show, Josephine. <laughs> <laughs> you have me sitting here, and I'm saying to myself, don't ask her, don't ask her if it was, uh, if she wanted to talk about it, she'd bring it up. And I'm sitting here saying, but I'm just so curious. <laughs> but but uh, I don't know if you could tell us. Well, I'm, and, and to, to sum it up, I mean, I, when I was 40 years old, I'd been in the business 23 years and it was, uh, you know, a long, you know, I put a lot of time and commitment in, and I made a, the wrong business deal with the wrong people. You know, so it was, it was my fault um, by choosing the wrong people and then choosing the wrong deal. And ultimately, they had more ownership in the company than I did, and then they fired me. Oh, my. And, and then... That's heartbreaking. Me. And, and then, so they got rid of me, and, and, um, and it was quite um, a turmoil after that of what they tried to do to me after the fact. Um, they never paid me anything, and they uh, uh, destroyed the the actual company. But meanwhile, I was part owner, so I was just going further and further into debt because they drove the business into total debt. Oh, and man. and by time um, I worked everything out um, uh, to get them like out of my life, mm-hmm. they had basically left me almost bankrupt. Uh, because of the legal fees and uh, and two hundred thousand dollars in debt, because they had drove my company six hundred thousand dollars into debt. Um, that oh. was a, a company that was of, of value, and they did they did that in less than six months. <laughs> oh, how sad is that? I almost feel like your business was kidnapped. It's like that was your baby, and they just kind of kidnapped it from you. And Oh, that's just so sad. But you know what? You're such a strong person that you're able to pick up the pieces and move right along. And do you see, it's amazing to me how you didn't let that hold you back, that you really no. just moved Well, it, you know, Josephine, if you just think nine years ago, I was $200,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. I had no job. I oh. had, um, my house was up for sale. I had no money, and nine years later, I have a $6 million company. Ugh, I got goosebumps, Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I managed to get a gorgeous husband somewhere in between also. <laughs> Aww, I'm so, so it's happy amazing, you know, when you think you're on such a bottom um, uh-huh. and there's no way out. You know, there, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And sometimes people say, how did you get from where you were to here? And I just say, I, it's a miracle. I, I can't even tell you. I said, you know, you just keep going forward. You don't get stuck in things, and you don't look back. Just yeah, keep it's, going. It's so hard. I mean, Kathleen, I have a new product, and I wouldn't even say it has fully been launched, but it's such a new concept. There are little mitts that you put on children's hands when you take them into public places to keep them safe from germs. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of exciting, but it's really, really hard, you know, um, to explain to people the real meaning of it. And people have to actually use them on their children to see the benefit. I mean, they really do work. I came up with the idea because I had children and I was horrified when my kids would touch everything in the public restroom. I was so stressed out. I was like, oh, my God. Next time I went into the public restroom, I heard all the mothers in the stalls on either side of me 
screaming, don't touch this, don't touch that. So right. um, that's why I came up with the product, but it truly is a challenge um, getting the product out there. But I agree with you. One of the biggest challenges is finding the right people for your team. And I am just so petrified of choosing the wrong like business partner. It's scary. Well, it's like, well you don't want a business partner. Right. Because you'd I, be I better really off have to invested. hire a business manager or a consultant than a partner. Yeah. You're probably because that right you can control that. because if you make a mistake and don't hire the wrong, wrong the right person, mm-hmm. you let them go and you find another. Right. It's like you don't marry all your boyfriends. Right. Well, in hindsight, Kathleen, on that note, no, I'm only kidding. I love my husband. <laughs> I love my husband. Um, but the billionaire might have been fun. But anyway, that's okay. Um, no, you're so right, Kathleen. I mean, it's just you get at a point in your business where I have already said to several people that, okay, let's say I hire a business manager. I will not be the person that hires that person because I'm the type of person that I, I want to help everybody. And if somebody's having trouble financially, well, maybe you can come help me with my business. And I just can't believe I do that. I've learned well, the that, hard way. That's, that's the emotion. Uh, I, that's and you're the so, emotion you so have right. to take out. Because you you're can so go right. along and help people. I mean, you can help all the people you would love to help. But right. that's not business. Keep your right. business separate. Yeah, you're so, so right. So, um, okay, that is like the best lesson from Pay It Forward so far, I think. Take the emotion out of it. You can still be passionate about what you do, but by taking the emotion out, everything becomes clear. Kathleen, that was so good. We're going to have to vote with that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think it's great. So uh, what else can we share with our listeners today? Well, um, let's Oh, how has um, your company fared during the recession? Has it really affected you? Or are you doing okay? Everybody still needs their comfort chocolate chip cookies. That's my it's true. I mean, for a recession, I am in one of the better businesses, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm grateful for that. We also, you know, here in Southampton, you know, when I grew up out here in the 60s, my father even told me then, Kathleen, this is not the real world. Um, and though Southampton has been hit by the recession, it's still, you know, we still are a little bit in la-la land out here huh. compared to the rest of the country when you, when you really read and, and, and hear about towns going out and the struggles. I mean, we definitely have them out here, but I mm-hmm. am in one of the more blessed areas to be in for a recession and in the right uh, business right now. So it has affected my retail store. Um, business is down but not in an extreme amount that um, mm. I would complain about. And my wholesale business, because I can grow my wholesale business and I have an, an entire country to market to that we mm-hmm. were not marketing, marketing to, that I can kind of have uh, a little bit more control on that. And that uh, part of the area of the business is increasing. Oh, that's great. But you know what, Kathleen, I think your pricing has a lot to do with it. Your pricing is perfect, and I love your packaging. It's just so unique. I think that really does have a lot to do with it. Your packaging is so simple, mm-hmm. but it, it just, you know, it says 
you could see the product inside. It has a lot to do with that. Did you hire somebody to actually work on your packaging? Because well, we, like- we did. I mean, the, the clear bag with the twist tie, I mean, uh, that's how we've always done it because that's how I sold them at the farm. <laughs> that's so, so funny how something know. so simple worked. You but know, as far as the works. logo and the design and then the future packages of the commercial, more commercial packages that I ship across the country, um, we did have um, a graphic artist design those. And, yeah. and now with everything to maintain and so that it, it has consistency through our brand, we use graphic artists for that. Oh, that's but, great. You know, but the I'm product is a value. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just curious because pri- uh, before when we were talking, you had said that packaging is important and it sounds like you tried a packaging before and decided it didn't work. How did well, you know we always it- had the clear bag and we, what we do is like we, we tried adding on different packages that was more shelf stable and that would uh, prevent breakage and you know we've had some successes and we've had some failures and uh-huh. you know we get them done and printed and work and it's like it's not going to work and, and we just I don't get stuck in it. If it's not working, it's not working. Get rid of it. Oh, good. And just try to figure out what's going to work and just move on. Exactly. Oh, you have such a a great, great attitude. And I think that it's just so refreshing, Kathleen. It's just, I'm sure you get, you don't have a great day every day, but in the gist of your everyday business, it just seems like you really have figured it all out and you seem really happy. Yeah, I, I'm very happy with um, the way things are working out. I'm very happy with my staff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I don't like drama, you know, so we, we are very low on the drama over here. <laughs> <We'd>, <laughs> That's we, great. We control that, and we kind of nip it in the bud if we see it in these, like, drama rising um, because it's not productive. Right. And, and you know, you, you spend more time at your job than you spend uh, basically anywhere else. So it should be a place you want to come. It should be a happy place. It should be a place where everyone gets along. And, uh-huh. you know, if I, if I have a, someone that doesn't, that's not a fit, you know, unfortunately I, I let them go because I've learned that, you know, one bad seed can really um, Trickle down, undermine right? an, an, yeah. an, an, a really wonderful workforce. Oh, I agree with you so much. But uh, Kathleen, you did great. Tell us again, how can everybody find you? It's um, Tell us your website. www.tatesbakeshop.com Wonderful. Well, Kathleen King from Tate's Bakery, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. You've shared so much information with us. Thank you, Josephine. Have a great day. Thanks, Kathleen. Thank you. Bye-bye. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned,